How do I, how do we start this thing? Oh yeah, I talk about a beer. Our beer of the week is from Sly Fox Brewing Company, the Volpulin, uh, IPA. It's a tropical IPA. It's really tasty. Got it in a variety pack. Beautiful can. And, uh, had one of, one or two of these already and it's a, it's a good brew and let's get a good crack. Eh, that was a nice crack. By the way, that's not how you pronounce that. How do I pronounce it? I actually have no idea. You might have pronounced it right. <laughs> um, I know it'll be backwards because of the camera, but it actually has a pronunciation thing on the side. Volpulin. Hmm. And so, you know what? Uh, let me, let me, we got a nice cap here. Some cap action. Oh got some God. sweet tea in here. All right. And it, w- it originally wasn't sweet tea. It was, uh, apple cider from a, uh, what's it called? The market, the farmer's market from a farmer's market. You know, the, you know, the market where they've got farms, bro. <laughs> and yo, I was just, I, first of all, I got it because I really like the look of this thing. It looks really cool. And then, so I got it and the apple cider was delicious. And I'm like, well, I still got to use it somehow. Right. So of course, being the Southern man that I am, I throw some sweet tea in it or as Southerners would call it tea. Sometimes, sometimes I wonder people who only have the audio version of this that they listen to. I wonder, I wonder if they ever think like, is he actually like a weird Southern? Well, I'm not weird, but I am Southern. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, you are about to witness the world's number one wrestling podcast. Let me pod to you. Yeah. Anywho. Welcome to Let Me Pod to You. I'm Jacob. You can block me on Twitter at We Hate Jacob. I'm here with my co-host Dimitri. You can find him on Twitter at Dimitri Talks. Dimitri, how's the wrestling? Uh, the wrestling's been very good. Um, mm-hmm. I tuned into AEW this past weekend. That was pretty good. Uh, liked what I saw. This, you, I'm sure you'll talk about it, but I, I really liked the stage. It was, it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Everything looked crispy, man. Mm-hmm. I just liked the whole vibe. Um, red ropes. Yeah. Oh, the red ropes. Hmm. Give me colored ropes more often wrestling shows, please. It looks I good, know, but love it. yeah, it's been good. How about, uh, how about you? How are you feeling about the wrestling? There's so much of it, but it's all been good. Mm-hmm. Like I, I watched so much wrestling this week. It's wrestling. crazy how much wrestling I've watched. Uh, our format here, top of the mid. Headlines, Bloodline Cinematic Universe, Stocks Rising, Stocks Falling. These can be specific wrestler storylines, whatever, to kick off a conversation. Dimitri, any change at the top of the mid? No change here. We are back again with the Alpha Academy. Uh, thank you. <laughs> yes, sir. Man, they just keep putting on every week. And you know who used to have this title? Dom used to have this title, but like... I feel like it's a given. Dom has like elevated himself a little bit out of the top of the mid status just because he's like... So good at being hated every week. I, I just—he's he, wrestling Cody Rhodes at yeah, Money in the Bank. Facts. That's that's, that's going to be one of the six main events on this card. <laughs> that's out of top of the mid status, so we got to go somewhere else. And the Alpha Academy—I mean, they—they are just—they—they they took it and they—they're running with it. So every week it feels like it's them. Um, and this leads me into uh, something I've seen. A rumor of a guy. We've seen these for a couple weeks now, and we haven't actually gotten any confirmation. Um, I've just seen it kind of floating around on Twitter, on the internet, whatever. But um, I've seen rumors that Carlito may be returning. Um, I have seen these as well. I would love that. You know, I love my boy Carlito. He's he's top of the mid material. 
Um, he obviously spits in the face of people who don't want to be cool. Um, which in my mind, immediately the first person I think of that he should spit in the face of is, uh, no, (laughs) is Austin Theory. Yeah, true that. A feud with Austin Theory where he spits in his face and takes the, uh, U.S. championship be a beautiful thing. So, um, I'm hoping the rumors are true. I saw a really funny video, uh, over the weekend of Carlito at a little, like, house show. Um, and he was up there and he was just playing with everybody. And he was like, all right, I got to say it. The rumors are true. And then everybody's like, oh. <laughs> and then he said something like completely unrelated <laughs> to WWE. I don't remember what it was. That's but hilarious. Yeah, he got everybody. It was really good. <laughs> yeah, the, the only thing is the first feud he'd have on his way back, the first feud that everybody has on their way back, The Miz. Dude, you didn't even have to say the name, and I knew who it was. <laughs> the they have a segment with the Miz because Seth Rollins got the shit kicked out of him on Raw. He's like, "What? Open? Ch- oh, someone's coming back. Oh, it's Tommaso Ciampa. Okay." <laughs> with some little uh, DIY hints in his little backstage segment as well. So that I think that would be good. We know we know Triple H loves his uh, adopted son Johnny Gargano. So yeah, see what happens there, but. My headline, collision was good. Yes. Tell me when I'm telling lies. Hey. <laughs> I took some detailed notes. Ooh, I like this. this. Okay. Because I really wanted to make sure that I could have some coherent thoughts. So okay. we'll just go, well, let's just go through collision real quick, Dimitri. Um, please jump in where, because I know you said, did you watch all of it or just, just a bit? Uh, I watched most of it. I like tuned in and out of it. So there may be some things I did and did not see, but I saw the majority of it. I would say probably like 90%. Fair enough. I think that, I think that's great. Love you being, being on, on AEW. I'm glad, glad I could do that for you. (laughs) So let's start. CM Punk is back. (laughs) You can cut that if it sounds terrible. (laughs) (laughs) cm punk's promo was fucking awesome like so good it was so good and there's little things that he's doing too he gets he gets out there he's got his uh his bag that definitely has the AEW world title in it he's wearing boots around his neck and then he gets the mic and the first thing he does he takes the mic and he wiggles the sleeve off MJF has to be sick that he didn't think of doing that first. He has to be so upset that he didn't think about taking the, the AEW logo off the mic when he was shooting at AEW. And so just these little things, like even if the man looks a little rusty and he's getting old and those grays are showing, he set that place on fire with the mic. He's so good. And I just want to quickly add, you said about the mic thing. He, uh, fun fact, he did that back in the WWE too. Oh, he did. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it's like a little, little callback to that as well. Whenever he mm. was, uh, beefing with the WWE, he did like literally almost exactly the same way. Like just kind of weaseled it off and it's like, yeah, started his promo. And a little, another little touch with that. He did it again on dynamite last night. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
He had a save segment at the beginning, basically. Um, the Hardys got jumped by Bullet Club Gold after their match, and CM Punk and FTR and Ricky Starks all came out to set up a match on Collision on Saturday. And uh, he got the mic, and he wiggled the thing off. And he kind of kind of WWE'd it a little bit, like brand splitty. He was like, I'm a Collision guy. I'm not even supposed to be here. I saw that on Twitter. <laughs> How? It's in Chicago. We know you're yeah. going to be here. <laughs> Anyway, back to his promo. Some shots at the Bucks and the Elite, you know, things you'd expect. Um, I guess the Bucks, you know, from rumors that I've read since then, they weren't too upset about it. There were some people who just took things a little personally, but I mean, it's just like he said in the promo. He's like, if you don't like me, you're softer than your favorite wrestler. And you know what? If you're getting offended by what Punk said, because I, I didn't think it was too incendiary, I thought it was all pretty, you know, what you'd kind of expect on a return promo from a guy who was almost kicked out of the company for, for whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I didn't think it was too hot. What, what about you? Uh, no, I don't think it's too hot. I just want to say, I think punk is like one of the best at like tiptoeing the line between like real life and like kayfabe stuff mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. like he gives a promo and you're sitting there <laughs> thinking you're like, damn, like this is kind of like, what is real and what is not like he he's great at tiptoeing that line where it makes you you really feel you really feel his words and you kind of like hang on to him and everything like hits like has impact like it's not just like a uh the guy we always make fun of austin theory promo where he's just out there talking shit and uh nothing and means anything like, and everybody's yeah. like i don't believe this why is this happening when punk talks you listen and when he says shit it often you know has an impact I was captivated through the entire thing. He's great. And he talks about, he talked about the bag. He held it up and he's like, what's in this bag in my mind is still mine until somebody pins me or submits me. That belt's definitely in that bag. And Mm -hmm. I think once we kind of get through this forbidden door and there is some other stuff that's going to occupy some MJF time on dynamite for the next few weeks as Adam Cole things not done yet. Uh, I think as we start getting through July into August and we need to build a main event for, for all in at Wembley, MJF and CM Punk are running it back for the undisputed AEW World Heavyweight title. Undisputed. It's coming. It's coming home, baby. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I thought it was really good. Like, everything he said and his, his phrasing on it too. Tell me when I'm telling lies. It was a perfect phrase to keep coming back to, to kind of reset the promo over and over for your next steps. And I don't think he was telling lies. It's definitely his side of the story, but he's not telling lies. Yeah, he's not up there capping, you know what I'm saying? He's uh, up there telling you how he feels, telling you straight up, and that's why he's great. Yep, I really liked it. We'll come back to CM Punk. Uh, TNT title. I don't know what to do with Wardlow at this point. He has held the TNT title two or three times. All of these title reigns have been severely underwhelming. They brought him Arn Anderson to try to judge it up a little bit, you know, make him more interesting. Didn't really work. He beat Christian in the ladder match at uh, at Revolution, I think. Whatever, whatever one they just had. Who cares? Um, and again, like, I just didn't care about the TNT title. I don't care about it. I, I don't care about it at all. And I think that's going to change because Christian's 
boy, Luchasaurus, won the title. Christian grabbed that shit and got on Luchasaurus' shoulders like he won that belt himself. (laughs) And that's just going to be some really fun, slimy heel stuff. 100% on Collision on Saturday, Christian Cage is going to come out with that title on his shoulder like he won it. And he's going to keep cheating to keep Luchasaurus winning it. And he's going to act like it's his the whole time. Because Luchasaurus doesn't talk. He's a dinosaur. He doesn't know how to. He doesn't know words. Um, can express himself, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know what to do with Wardlow from here. Uh, like, I genuinely have no idea. His story, he has no character. His character is just big, strong wrestle dude that power bombs people. Like, that's mm, his whole character. Sounds like Braun Strowman. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> I think he's at this point where he's at the Braun crossroads. <laughs> and he could go one direction and become a Strowman Express, Express, and no one wants that. Like, nope. that is severely underwhelming for a guy of his talent, and he's got talent. Or he could go the other way, and he could go the Braun Breaker route. If you put those dudes next to each other, you wouldn't really be able to tell the difference, besides uh, Braun Breaker's fucking goatee. Like... <laughs> They've got the same physique. They can do the same things. They can both jump on the ropes when they want to. Like, they've got a lot of similar skills, but Wardlow's just not making the most of his. Like, I, if I'm Wardlow, I'm watching all of NXT's uh, Braun Breaker title reign and figure out how to make that happen and make that work. He got to work on his. He's got to work on his promo skills because that's the one thing that Braun has as, a, as like mm. a strength of his for sure is like he can get on the mic and like he's intense. So like his promo work always is believable and it's something it's not like, you know, shitty by any means. It, it, I would say Braun definitely a, a strength of his is promo work. And I haven't seen a ton of Wardlow, but I wouldn't say his strength is promo. work. No, it's it's very much just like I'm going to come and kick your ass. And that's like right. basically it. Um, which maybe that's one of the reasons they gave him on Arn Anderson to see if that could spice up the promo stuff a little bit. But like, Arn, you're so old. It's like old man promo that just doesn't, it doesn't work for me. Like, I, I know Arn Anderson's a compelling person for a lot of people, not necessarily for me. I like, love the Glock promo. That's the one that always yeah, comes to my yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, that's funny, but like, at the end of the day, you want to make Wardlow a believable character, and Arn Anderson's yep. here just, Christian, I've fought so many people in my life, and I'll fight you too. It just, it's, it's not working. Not working. Yep. So, Wardlow, let's figure out something else. Uh, let's loop back to set design. Stage looks great. Looked a little different from Dynamite, and I think that's more backlighting than anything, because it, it, you know, seeing dynamite again, it looks like they have the same kind of screen set up, but it's a little bit of a different lighting structure that they're mm. doing on the stage in the ramp. And I just, I really liked how it looked. Yeah. It looked um, great. Red ropes looking good. Absolutely. Uh, desk being by the ring. That's different on dynamite. They have the desk up by the stage. Uh, so that was a nice, nice note. As soon as I saw it down there, I was like, someone's going through it. I prefer um, ringside desks for sure. Yeah, I, I think a lot of the non-ringside desk for Dynamite was kind of with JR being attached to it and Tony Schiavone. They can't move super quick. Oh, so that's a good point. 
I think that might be part of the reason why it's been up there, and now it's just kind of where it is. Um, the comms, the commentary was okay. It will take some time to get used to. The sound mixing was awful, though. It was hard to hear. Like, it was almost like on old iPhones where, like, if you're listening to a podcast, you'd have to go into your sound output settings and change it to spoken word to just make the words crispy. Because, <laughs> like, it was it was hard to hear some of it. Um, they've got nothing on Excalibur. That Kevin Kelly fella was distractingly bad throughout. <laughs> like, he came from New Japan, and he nailed all of the Japanese names, like all of the New Japan wrestlers, fucking nailed it. He cannot do any kind of Spanish name at all. The entire Buddy Matthews and Andrade El Idolo match, he was calling him Andra- Andrade. <laughs> and he was calling him, like, Andrade Idolo. Idolo. Sounds I'm Italian. Like, Andrade! Andrade El Idolo! <laughs> like, no, he's Mexican. Like, he, like get, come on. Step it up. Like, he was very bad. Um, I like the British dude, though. He he gave me very big, like, Jason Statham vibes. Which, yeah, I, I thought he was good. Um, do you have any thoughts on commentary? Nah, not as much as you. I, I was listening, uh, when I was watching AEW, I was watching it outside of my outdoor TV. Yeah. So it really wasn't... We we get it, Dimitri. You rich. You rich, rich. I'm rich now, baby. You already know. <laughs> he got outside TV. I got outside TV. I'm flexing. No big deal. <laughs> uh, the Buddy Matthews versus Andrade match was really funny. The guy who was holding up the sign, um, so funny. Uh, Rhea and Buddy need to cool it though. Like we, everyone knows, you guys are together. It's jokes. Like seriously, it's jokes. Buddy on the internet, like I swear to God, we're together. It's not Tom. It's not him. Oh man! And then Rhea being like, "Just proves that you're watching the product, but you can't spell mommy right." Like Rhea, cool it. Just cool it. It's funny. People like it. It's a funny bit. Like, it, oh god! Anyone older than twelve knows what's what's actually happening. So mm-hmm. calm down. They made both those guys look really strong. Andrade is great. I didn't realize how much I missed him um, until he was back. Like, that man can fucking go. Uh, yeah, more Andrade. Um, I honestly don't care if he punches Sammy Guevara again. He can punch Sammy Guevara as much <laughs> as he wants. Um, and the finish, he used uh, Charlotte's figure eight for, I the, saw that. for the submission. And they I was both like, used... Didn't they both use their uh, ladies' moves? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. That was cool. Uh, you know what? I like it for Andrade more. I love I love me a big wife guys. You know, you and I are big wife guys. So, wife guys. Woo! <laughs> um, Scorpio Sky, better known as Scorpion Sky, uh, if you follow Dan Housen's Twitter, is back. Uh, did not know he's 40. You're welcome. <laughs> Why? Why do I? Because I told you that, man. I told you he's forty. You're welcome for that knowledge. Oh, was it you? Yeah, I couldn't remember. I thought it was Ian. We were in the party, and I was like, oh, he's <laughs> I thought 40. it was Ian. <laughs> he looks fucking good for forty. Like, yes. Uh, yeah. Be on the lookout for some, probably some t-shirts once he's back from wrestling wind down. Uh, bad bitches for Scorpio Sky. Uh, Tony Nice, boo. Miro, yay. Hey, yo. Miro's back. 
And I, I love when they want to make somebody look strong by having them no sell chops. That's like one of my favorite things in <laughs> wrestling. Um, Mira one, duh. Uh, and I don't know if collision's going to be the meaty men slapping meat show. I'm fine with that booking. Sign me you up, buddy. Wardlow, <laughs> Luchasaurus, Miro, Buddy Matthews, Andrade. So many meats. So many men. So many meats. Slapping each other. Mm. Chef's kiss. Mm. Uh, Willow, Nightingale, Sky Blue versus The Outcast. Willow's music, absolute bop. I, I like hear that in my head all the time. And I should say the New Japan Women's Strong Champion, Willow Nightingale. Again, if you don't like Willow, fuck you, get out of our podcast. Uh, <laughs> I really enjoyed the matching gear for Willow and Sky for a one-off. You know, they're both wearing, like, Cubs blue. They're in Chicago. Sky's from Chicago. Um, yeah, Sky blue. Wow. So much fun. She gets a win in her hometown. Dimitri, did you see her, the finisher, the little backflip over half power bomb thing that she yes, does yes yes very cool very yep. cool finisher a plus mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. good creativity mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. um everybody loves the acclaimed including us uh dimitri should we do a a, a virtual scissor on this podcast real quick <laughs> yeah sure let's run it <laughs> daddy ass looks like he's having so much fun oh my God. um <laughs> Tony Schiavone got got in on the on the scissoring action, so that was great too. I love it. I'm I'm gonna be getting a a scissor me shirt soon. Um, and then the main event, thirty minute main event. Oh baby. Oh boy. First of all, I I want to get the Jim Ross of it all out of the way. I am very glad that that man has taken some time off. He is old. Let that man go home, Tony Khan. Like whatever contract you have with him, just like just let him go home. I know he wants to be there. He wants to be involved, but like, he, he even, he said on Twitter, you know, I know I sounded bad. That's on me. I apologize. Had a fall that same day. Like, JR, we love you. You are the goat of wrestling commentary. We don't need you to do this anymore. Like, I'm, I want good JR memories. I don't want this to be my lasting JR memory. Yeah. If anything, I, I don't know what kind of role he has, but, like, does he like typically do the whole show or is he just like there for like a few matches? What, what is, what kind of, what's his work like? So lately what they've been doing with JR is he is on Rampage mm-hmm. and that's because Rampage is pre-recorded and JR has been prone to a few slips of the WWE wrestler name. Oh yeah. That, that way they can edit that out a little bit better than when he's live on Dynamite. Usually for um, the pay-per-views, he'll be um, there for a few matches and they'll give him like a whole entrance where it's like the Oklahoma fight song that he comes mm-hmm. out to. And then they, I think he was actually supposed to be on the whole show for Collision as a special guest, just to kind of introduce it with JR. Yeah. And it ended up being that he was just there for the main event due to, you know, those other circumstances, but just let him go home. Yeah, out of love for JR, I mean, if he still wants to do it, fine. This is where I'm at. But definitely give that man a reduced role. Like, maybe, like, a match where he can, like, study, where he can, like, get in his own. He can, like, have less opportunity to mess up, but still be there. You know what I mean? 
But like, he, like you said, he's old and the whole show or like multiple matches or like a whole pay per view. I think just at this point in his career, that's not something that he should be doing. I, I completely agree. And they definitely have gotten that message and they have reduced his role from, you know, when I started watching Dynamite and it was like JR Central. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> oh like, boy. I, I just, the big thing that sticks out for me is when Claudio came to AEW and he kept calling him Cesaro. Understandably, yep. like, he called him Cesaro for like, what, eight years or something? Yeah. Like, I get it, but like he'd be like, "Oh, Cesaro's doing his giant swing," and then Excalibur go, "Claudio Castagnoli is doing the giant swing." Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, main event long. It was good. Uh, I really wanted CM Punk to come out wearing the his AEW World Title belt, but I guess that was probably not allowed. Um, <laughs> they limited Punk's minutes, understandably. You know, ease him back in. Uh, FTR as Punk's bodyguards, I think is a good little storyline thing too. If they do that kind of longer term, they move FTR kind of over to collision and they're kind of there like, you're gonna, you want Punk, you gotta go through us. Which could also give them something to do without the tag titles if they decide to go that direction. But yeah, collision, really good, really fun, liked it a lot. CM Punk is back, good stuff. Beautiful, beautiful. Now we gotta move on to the brand new segment, yeah? Bloodline Cinematic Universe, take it away. Oh, I talk too much. Yes. Oh, the Bloodline Cinematic Universe. This is what everybody's waiting for. You know what? I got a funny story about this Friday. Um, I, uh, when SmackDown started, I was busy doing something, right? Um, but I knew in my mind, I knew something was going on with the Bloodline because, you know, I remember all the, all the, all the hints and, you know, Roman's coming back and I was like, shit, I gotta watch that. So what did I do? I literally <laughs> did not start SmackDown until like it was like late and I fast forwarded through the entire episode. <laughs> well, I, anytime I saw any member of the bloodline, I'd stop it and I'd watch that intently. And then I got to the very end and I was like, yes, this is what I'm here for. And then I sat there and I just watched. So I literally just watched bloodline. <laughs> the first, my first SmackDown watch was just Hell bloodline yeah. central. And let me tell you, that shit is crack, okay? <laughs> that shit is good. When I watched that ending segment, uh, when Jay was sitting there talking and, um, he said, what, 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 do you remember the exact words he said? I do. I do remember. Give them to he's, me. He's, he's talking his shit. He's going back and forth. Roman's looking like, yeah, I got him. Suck it, Jimmy. And Jay goes, so you know what? You know what? You know what, Oos? You out. And I'm out too. And then yeah. he super kicks Roman in the face. I was like, I screamed. Dude, me too. Yeah. He said, I'm out too. When he said, you out, I 100% believed that that's where it was going. Like, I didn't think there was any turning. I was like, oh shit, dude, he's out. And then when the I'm out too hit, I was like, ah, oh my God. But I, I had to, I literally watched it back over again. Like immediately. I, I just <laughs> rewinded it just so I could watch that again to see the reactions. Um, yeah. Shout out to main event Jay. That was great acting. You fucking had me, dude. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. Every, every Samoan right now is trying to, to put their acting skills in the forefront. Cause they're like, there's only a couple of these fast movies left. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta get in on this. Gotta get in there, bro. Dude, yeah, I just can't believe I can't believe that whole segment. It was so good. 
I was on the edge of my seat. Oh, I was so happy to see Roman take that kick to the face. I'm so happy for Jimmy and Jay. I was I was laying there with Janie and I was like, dude, I am so happy for the Usos. I feel like like a proud friend that just saw somebody just you know, get rid of some sort of toxic ex. Like I just felt so good <laughs> inside. Like that toxic relationship is over. My boys are good. They're coming home. Man. <laughs> but like so Roman's promo before we got into Jay's stuff too. Oh, God, Roman mm-hmm. went for their fucking throats. Absolutely. Like he's like, Where were you ten years ago? And then like Got someone some posted he posted someone posted some videos on Twitter of like the Usos ten years ago and I was like Fucking Yikes, bro. <laughs> yikes. Um, and then and he's like, and now what? You've been part of the main event on WrestleMania three years in a row. I was like, oh, he's got a point there. But yeah, I mean, any any of you haters out there who who claim that Roman's never done anything for anyone else in the WWE, he's never put anybody over, look at these last three years of oh, our yeah. tribal chief. He has put this company on his back. He has put everybody on his back. Mm-hmm. He has, he's got, you know those little baby carriers that people put on their on their fronts? Yep. He's got one on the front, back, side to side. He's carrying everybody. <laughs> yeah. It is. Yeah. He, Roman Reigns. Bloodline. Paul Heyman's reactions. Oh, my God. The Paul Heyman reactions. <laughs> Sensational. Legendary. Reaction. Yes. And, and all of this is leading to a new bloodline civil war at Money in the Bank. The oh, Usos so versus cool. Roman and Solo. It really is a cinematic universe, bro. <sighs> yeah, whenever whenever this is done, it's gonna. It's not just gonna be a DVD. It's gonna be a box set. <laughs> it's so good, and you know what? I want to bring it back to this. I am so happy that uh, Cody didn't beat Roman at Mania. I know we've mentioned this before, mm-hmm. but god damn, what a good decision! I'm so happy. All you s- short sighted folks. Don't run the WWE because, man, see, oh yeah, oh, I forgot to say this too. Um, remember a little bit ago we were talking about the, the titles and I was like, wow, I wouldn't be surprised if he came out with three titles. See that motherfucker come out with three titles. <laughs> I knew they liked the visual of multiple titles. That's just really funny. They're still bringing them out. Apparently the rumor is that it's going to be this way for a while mm-hmm. until they, you know, decide to slow it down a little bit it's more of a um just to keep the visual going for now i figured yeah it's a good visual he looks like he's on top of the world he's got all this gold yeah um he is on top of the world yeah he's the undisputed champion top champ not resting on nxt like some other jabronis anyway who stocks on the rise oh this one's obvious everybody knows it's la night yeah <laughs> I knew you were gonna hit the button too. I was waiting for it. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. That man yeah. is <laughs> that man is so over. It's insane. It's like actually crazy. Every week it feels like we reach another plateau. It feels like every week we think the crowd's as into it as they're gonna get. And then the week after they're like, let's let's kick it up a notch. And that shit is crazy. And I linked an article here because I thought it was interesting. Um essentially Actually, I linked two articles. One, talking about how WWE initially was concerned with his age, um, you know, because he was 40. Mm. 
And, uh, it was an, it was an interesting read for me because, uh, he had said that, um, it was like an uphill battle and he didn't think that they were going to, uh, give him the opportunity, um, basically to, uh, just kind of say what's in the article here. He was in NXT and he said some higher ups had noticed him and they were like, wow, we really like what we see. And then they eventually they kind of looked more into it and they're like, mm, but he's 40. All right. Well, how about a talking role? AKA uh, he's in his prime. <laughs> yeah, for the WWE. Yeah, right. Bros in his prime. <laughs> Let the man cook. But um, yeah, he didn't think he was going to be able to get out of that. But he kept, you know, kept trying, kept trying, suggesting. And uh, he put his hats off to Triple H because Triple H believed in him. And he gave him the green light to go ahead and switch um, back to LA Knight, which was obviously a great decision. Because without LA Knight, I mean, we don't have the yeah every week that we get. Mm-hmm. And the no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I love all of it. Well, let Go me ahead. talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. It's just like, I can't imagine WWE now without that. So, uh, also hats off to Triple H, just like he said, uh, mad respect for that. And then the other article, um, I linked here was interesting. It's a former WWE writer, um, who apparently was saying that, uh, or it's just blasting WWE's booking of LA Knight, essentially saying that he hasn't been any, in any, like, super relevant stories or feuds, which I think is true. Um, he's just kind of wrestling, doing his thing and the crowd loves him. And that's the problem though. The crowd loves him. So like, why wouldn't the creative team get behind him and capitalized on that momentum momentum as soon as you can get him in something that's meaningful, maybe long term yep. where you can like really just capitalize on what's going on, you know, cause the, obviously the people are there. So like, if you get behind him even more, that's a money machine. You know what I mean? He I had get the it. biggest pop on Raw. Yeah. <laughs> Consistently. It's crazy. And I didn't even mention that on NXT, uh, <laughs> Seth Rollins is giving a little promo and the crowd goes, yeah. And then Seth hits him back with the, yeah. <laughs> so like, dude, even the world heavyweight champion is in on it. it. It's like what so many people have said, you know, so this is not us, you know, unearthing a gem here, mm-hmm. but, like, the way the man can talk is great. It, like, he gives huge rock vibes yeah. for his for his talking ability. But to unlock that promo skill, you need to have him doing some stuff in the ring and being involved in ring. You can't just have him managing some jabronis like the Maximum Male Model. Mm-hmm. That was never going to work. Like, it was funny when it first started, and he was like, right. I'm looking for the perfect specimens, you know, like, blah, 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 blah. But, like, you can only go so far with that. And, like, is that a compelling TV story every week? No, not at all. Yeah. No, totally agree. And, like uh, like you said, there's definitely a ceiling with that type of character. You're only going to go f- so far. It's, that's, a, I guess, the top of the only far. Here we go again. <laughs> As far as you can go as the mid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm definitely happy with the character change to LA Knight. Yeah, that's one of the reasons that I'm just so into this idea of LA Knight winning the briefcase. Because yeah. that gives him something to talk about every week on Oh, both damn shows. right. That'd be so good. Because <laughs> the draft doesn't matter. They can go wherever they fucking want. Mm-hmm. Um, which they proved on Raw because everybody was there. Yep. So it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, LA Knight. He should win the briefcase and talk his shit for a full year. I would love it. Anywho, I need to make an apology. I need to apologize. Okay. Specifically to NXT. 
their stock went up this week. Ooh. I said last week that I was not going to watch NXT. You did say that. I watched NXT. Wow. So I apologize <laughs> for the lies. Dear listener, I'm sorry I misled you. Um, NXT was okay. Um, it was fine. I didn't really know what was going on because I don't know anybody there. I was really confused by a lot of things. Like I was, uh, I was talking to Ead kind of through it, and there were these like cowpoke boys that came out wearing jeans and belt buckles, and I had no idea who they were. And then they <laughs> lost to some other guys, and there were some other people who just didn't seem real. Like they had like names that like just seemed completely fake. Um, there was some the Cora Jade and Dana Brooke thing was super weird. I was really not into that at all. <laughs> they like had Dana work an injury to her knee during a picture in picture. And it just went on for so long to get like the stretcher out and have her in the stretcher and have an air cast on her knee. And the whole time Cora Jade didn't really look like she knew where she was supposed to be. But she kept like kind of floating around and talking her shit. And then like when they were finally going to wheel her away out of picture in picture, she slaps Dana Brooke one more time. And then Dana Brooke finds her fighting spirit and gets Ooh. out of the stretcher. But the crowd boos mm. when she gets out of the stretcher. Mm-mm-mm. And, you know, like I feel bad for Dana Brooke. And she tweeted something along the lines of like, look, I get it. You think I suck. Awesome. But... At the same time, how has WWE booked her for the last two years? As a loser and as a joke and as a punchline. Yeah, and she's uh, literally anytime she shows up, she loses. That's if she shows up because half the time they don't book her at all. Yeah, and so, and it's like you took her to NXT to make Cora Jade look like a better heel, but no one who goes to watch NXT live is going to cheer for. Dana Brooke just because she's the face and the mm-hmm. way you booked her. The people who are there, they have an attachment to Cora Jade. They've seen her. They watch her every week. They have no idea. They, they don't have any bearing on Dana Brooke on why to cheer for her. So why would you? And that was, that was a pretty low point actually through the show. I did not enjoy that one bit. Um, thoroughly confused by Chase U. I was like, is this a cult? Is it a college? It's apparently a college. Um, The girl who is wearing the singlet and the Nike dunks um, that has the number one contender spot for Tiffany Stratton's NXT women's title. She was acting like she was feral. Like um, what's, what's her fucking name? Uh, Nikki cross. I thought she was like Nikki cross's cousin. (laughs) Like, she was like pacing back and forth and like had like a crazed look in her eyes. And then um, Tiff Tiffany came out and was talking her shit and then like got punched in the head. And then this girl like took the belt and like walked around and like ran around. I was so Dimitri. I was baffled. <laughs> uh, anyway, reason, the whole reason I watched was the main event. Um, yeah. They made Braun Breaker look strong. That man's ready. Just let him come to raw. Like he yeah, he's need good to be man. on NXT anymore. Like he's got it. Seth felt like he had to do two stomps to put him away. Like, He's better than NXT. It's time. Just pull the, pull the trigger. That's it. <laughs> NXT. Watched it. Didn't love it. But, you know, I had to apologize. There you go. I would say that that's a stock falling for you, dude. Your stock is falling for that. How dare you? Yeah. There's stocks on the fucking pit falling. That's I'm awful. Not, I'm not naming the episode stock falling, Jacob. <laughs> not doing it. I tried. 
<laughs> Who else is going up? Uh, yo, I really like Grayson Waller. Um, like I'm coming I don't around. Know. What's up? I'm coming around on it. Yes, I really like. I really like Grayson Waller. Uh, I think he's just really interesting, uh, and I think he's great on the mic. And I haven't seen him wrestle much, uh, if at all. I've seen him wrestle a few times on NXT, just when I tune in every now and then. But man, I just love his whole little, his whole deal. I think he's got like top of the mid or maybe eventually heel champion written all over him. Um, uh, I, I think he's getting like, you know, he's getting a little bit of TV time every week. And I think it shows that he has like his own like whole ass like little segment every week yeah. that they believe of him somewhat. Cause I mean, he just came up and he's got a whole segment every week. That's pretty cool. Um, but I would like to see a little bit more, um, cause essentially they're using him to further other stories right now. Um, but I mean, from what I can see, I think he deserves more and I think it's only a matter of time before we get more. Um, he kind of reminds me of, I know this is probably said before on the internet, but he kind of reminds me of the Miz a little bit, uh, with how slimy he can be and you know, how Miz has Miz TV and all that, they just, there's a lot of parallels there for me, um, with how they act and the way their character seems. So I just think he could be like a Miz type 2.0. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I'm here for the whole deal. You said you're coming around to him. I, I am coming around. The, my big thing with him is that he needs to start wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, he, I agree. it's been, you know, about a month now since the draft and he's been officially on SmackDown and he hasn't wrestled. Yeah, he just so, went further in storing lines. <laughs> like, I need to see him actually in the ring. My yep. only concern kind of with your Miz 2.0 comparison, he's 33. Like, mm. he's, you know, he's, I think he's older than being on, coming up from NXT and just having a talking segment. You right. know, like, I think he needs to, if he's going to be a main roster mainstay, I think he needs to start wrestling like LA Knight's 40 and he's mostly there. They started him as a talker and got him back in the ring. And I mean, LA Knight can go like, there's, there's no question about it. Like I've seen one Grayson Waller match when he had that feud with AJ Styles on NXT, Mm -hmm. but like, I need to see, I need to see him actually do some stuff. Hit the ropes, boy. Yep. I think it's only a matter of time. We'll get that uh, soon enough. Uh, it just doesn't seem like they actually have anything for him, but they kind of want to put him on TV. So this feels like the best option for them, but I agree. All right. Uh, last stock rising. I'm going to give it to the Forbidden Door build from AEW. It's been a lot more natural this year. Um, it Last year, it really felt like they were pausing a lot of storylines to throw this thing with New Japan in. And this year, it's been a lot more natural. They've kind of incorporated a lot of this into the existing storylines. Um, I'm not going to buy it. I don't know enough about New Japan Pro, Le- Pro Wrestling to be that invested in the pay-per-view. I will probably try to watch some of it. Like the kind of, I think they're probably going to call it this two main events. I'll probably try to find, but I'm not that compelled by the, by the actual card. Um, but you know, what are you going to do? It's a kind of lower tier pay-per-view for AEW, in my opinion. Um, I'm not a hardcore wrestling fan. I don't watch New Japan. There's too much shit that I have to watch anyway. Yeah. Um, real quick, I'll go through the card. Athena versus Billy Starks in the Owen Hart Foundation tournament. First round on the pre-show. Meh. 
CM Punk and Satoshi Kojima, Kojima in the Owen Hart Foundation tournament first round match. Okay, CM Punk's gonna be on the pay per view. Shock. Uh, Sting, Darby Allen, and Secret versus Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki. Uh, they're gonna reveal who that is on Collision, I believe. The rumors are it's Goldberg, so. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> it's it's going to be Goldberg or someone from New Japan. We'll see. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club, John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli, Wheeler Yuta, Kenosuke Takeshka, and Shoto Umino versus the elite Hangman Panja and the Young Bucks, Eddie Kingston and Tomoharu Ishii. Uh, Tony Storm versus Willow Nightingale, the New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong Women's Champion uh, for the AEW World Women's World Championship. Tony Storm retains. Spoiler alert. Uh, Orange Cassidy versus Kodashori Shibata versus Daniel Garcia versus Zack Sabre Jr. for the AEW International title. Zack Sabre Jr.'s New Japan TV title, worst belt I've ever seen. It's a rectangle. It's <laughs> what? horrible. Yuck. Google it right now. Nasty while, while work. I read the rest of this card. It's awful. Um, MJF versus Haroshi Tanahashi for the AEW World Championship. Sonata versus Jungle Boy Jack Perry for the IWGP World Heavyweight title. Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay for the IWGP United States Championship. I'm interested in that one. And Brian Danielson versus Okada in a dream match, which is the main event. That's going to be a banger, too. What is this championship called again? The New Japan Pro Wrestling Television Championship. All right. All right. Let me let me take a look here. Ew. Awful, Why does it look right? like that? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Worst belt ever. Yeah, I'm it looks not a like fan a of license that. plate on some leather. It is. It's a license plate. That's crazy. <laughs> All right. Anyway, whose stock's going down, Dimitri? Ooh, this one's been going down for a while, but I haven't mentioned it. Uh, but uh, Natalia, y'all. Um, I just have it in my notes here. I, I don't remember the last time she had a match where I felt like she was going to win it and not just like obviously lose. Like, I feel like she's just so often the obvious loser. And I understand that like at this point in her career, maybe she's just used to like further storylines or make somebody else look good. And you know, she's a good worker, so she does a good job. Uh, but it would be nice to feel like she's going to win maybe once. <laughs> yeah. I I agree. I mean, she lost before the bell rang. Yeah. Like, the bell never rang in that. She's match, just consistently getting her ass beat, man. So, I, I think they... I, and I'm going to kind of steal a little bit from our friends at Cage Side Seats on their Raw recap. Uh, Marcus Benjamin, uh, great writer for them. Uh, he wrote about this a little bit this week, and... I think his theory is interesting and it could be an interesting storyline depending on how much time it's given to explore and how much time it's given to progress. But it is kind of an interesting idea of seasoned veteran, former champion, you know, with Natalia, where, where is her place in this, in this WWE food chain? You know, Rhea Ripley on the women's side is, far and away the top of the food chain. She is the apex predator, for lack of a better word. She is there. So Natty getting beat before the bell, that tells you you're not at the top of the food chain. But 
is she for, and I don't know, I can't remember the names of these new women's belts, to be honest, the, the SmackDown women's belt, whichever one's there. That'll take yeah, whatever some time it's called. Yeah. Readjust to. Uh, but is she in that kind of title picture range? Cause that's going to be one rung below Rhea. Or is it going to be further down? Does she need to find a tag partner? Is it going to be in the tag team? I mean, shot through the heart, you know, her and uh, Shotzi didn't really work. Um, but, you know, I, I think it's interesting. If they let this get explored and we can see this play out on television, I think that can be an interesting kind of concept to explore. But, yeah, Natalia's stock is definitely falling right now. Yeah, and uh, speaking of Natalia, I uh, hit up Cage Match uh cagematch.net they got statistics on wrestling so we'll see if these are accurate but i have a really interesting statistic here uh you know how i like my statistics oh yeah um all right so the last 101 matches natalia has had over the past two years so 2022 and 2023 101 matches all right uh take just take a guess on how many wins she has out of those 101 matches doesn't matter. It's WWE. <laughs> it's not a number, Jacob. 33? 33. Locking it in? I'm locking it. I'm locking in at 33. All right. Yeah, under. Uh, it, 18. Under? 18. No. 101 matches, 18 wins. That's how bad it is, dude. 18 wins, 101 matches. That is a terrible percentage, and no wonder we feel like anytime Ooh. she's up, she's just like, it's like an automatic L. <laughs> it's pretty. That's pretty much yeah. what that number's telling you. Natty deserves better. Yeah. It's Bonus crazy. stock falling, Natty's booking. Let her get some <laughs> wins. Come on. You know what? Never mind. Fuck that. Let her contract run out. Come to AEW. There's only one women's match a week, so the, the rate of you losing will decrease. That's true. Um, <laughs> anywho, <laughs> next stock falling. Matt Riddle. What a shock. Mm. Um, he beat a jabroni in Ludwig Kaiser role, but yep. then he got beat up after, and now he's injured. Mm. So it's a severe ankle injury is the way they're selling it to us because it didn't take one staff member, but two staff members <gasps> to carry him to the, through the back. That's how you know it's severe. I just don't care about Matt Riddle. Me I don't either. care about this feud. If he faces Gunther for the Intercontinental Belt, guess what? He's losing. So yeah, whatever. Matt yeah, Riddle, that's how I feel about Matt. Him. Only time, only time I was up on Matt is when he was teaming up with Randy, just because that team works so well. Other than I'm, that, not. Be- Ooh, wait. Actually, one other time I've been a fan of Matt Riddle. Whenever he was uh, off television. He- <laughs> Damn. <laughs> shit no whatever he was uh you ever see the video of uh him uh running into goldberg backstage i don't think so oh dude this is good shit okay i'm gonna tell you the story um so matt riddle and goldberg have beef right why Uh, because matt riddle like very openly was talking about how goldberg's not a good wrestler he's never been a good wrestler (laughs) and he's not just somebody likes he like openly says these things right so this is actually a real video. He runs into Goldberg backstage and Goldberg's like, uh, we got to talk. And then Matt Riddle's like, okay, bro, anytime, man. Goldberg's like, I'm, I'm not your bro. Okay. We got to talk. And then Matt's like, okay, my bad, man. Yeah, we'll talk. And like, it just kind of goes back and forth, like really awkward. Like Goldberg's trying to punk him 
And Matt Riddle, mm-hmm. of course, is not scared because he knows how to fight. So he's just he's just like nonchalant, like, okay, bro. And he walks away and he's like he's on his way, uh just away from Goldberg. And Goldberg just like stares him down. He's and again he's like, I'm not your bro. And then Matt Riddle's like, All right, my bad, man. It's just a really funny random interaction, but yeah, they don't like each other. <laughs> is it a is it a real interaction or is it a kayfabe interaction? I believe it's a real interaction. It could be kayfabe, but I believe it's real. I want to believe it's real. It's kind of yikes. All right, well, I'll look that up after. That's okay. It's interesting. It's funny. Yeah, uh, it, I mean, it's definitely something. That's for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm. <laughs> I, they need to do something different with him. I back to kind of him and Randy. I, yep. I'm starting to think that I was only actually compelled by that storyline because of Randy at this yeah. point. Randy's and good, man. I, I do like an an odd couple kind of tag team pairing, which is I, I think that's kind of the way like why I like Sammy and Kevin Owens. Like Sammy Zayn is somehow the calm one <laughs> now, and Kevin Owens is losing his mind every yeah, week. Yeah, that's why I like me and you. You weren't ready for that, were you? Sorry, sorry. what did you say? Uh, you said you like odd couples, and I was like, yeah, that's why I like me and you, baby. Oh, Dimitri, oh. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I wish I had seen that in real time, but my wife texted me. Okay, so. that's okay. Sorry, I texted babe. him, guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, all right, what's going on with Theory? Uh, yeah, obviously, yep, Theory's on here. Um, it just essentially... I wasn't sure if he popped up on the shows again. I don't think he did. No. Did he pop pop up? He wasn't on anything. I don't think. No. Serial again, loser Austin Theory does not show up. Yep, surprise. Um, so yeah, at this point, um, I've already said enough about Austin Theory. I'm just begging Triple H to put him in some sort of feud that matters. Hopefully, maybe, or better yet, just uh, put him out of his misery and move on. Get somebody else the U.S. title, please. Seamus, 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 Seamus. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's all I got to say about that. I don't got much to say. Yep, fair enough. Fuck Austin Theory. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you know what? I got a bonus here. I forgot I had this little bonus here. This, is, this, might, be a, this might be a hot take. Maybe not. I don't know if other people feel the same way I feel, but just watching. Um, I've kind of not loved that uh, KO has been relegated to like a straight-up comedy act all the time. I think he's really good at it. Like he's very funny, and I do love him being funny. Like that's nice. But I just kind of wish that it wasn't like a hundred percent all the time what he is. You know what I mean? Because he's better than just a comedy act, in my opinion. Um, he's so good at everything he does. Uh, so I don't know. I don't really want to say stock falling for KO. Maybe stock falling for the writers that aren't utilizing everything else that he can do. I think he's he's more he's just more than a, a comedy act. Yeah, he absolutely is. Um, I I think it's more of they're trying to find ways to keep us interested in the Sami Zayn kind of aspect of WWE. They're trying to still maintain that high that they had in Montreal. Yeah, and you know, of course, like now that he's out of that main event picture, he's out of the Roman picture. Mm-hmm. It's he's going to lose some steam, and that's natural. That's a natural thing. It's I mean, it's just like Cody Rhodes. Like, yeah, Cody Rhodes has lost some steam because he's doing some other stuff, which I think is actually fine. Like, we haven't talked about Cody Rhodes in a while, and most of it was me like hating on Cody Rhodes. Yeah, I'm I think it's totally. A good thing. I'm totally fine with what Cody's doing. I'm actually kind of interested in it. Yeah, like. 
I'm much more interested in Cody Rhodes having to deal with a bunch of weenies around WWE <laughs> right now. Like stuff with Brock Lesnar, okay, sure. Stuff with Dom, now that's interesting. And then yes. you know what's what's gonna happen after after Money in the Bank? Probably start working towards some some kind of program for, for SummerSlam the next month. Probably Brock Lesnar again, but yep. I'm I'm more interested. So I think they need to find something else to do. And the right way right now that they're finding that is that Sammy has to kind of corral Kevin into not trying to fight everybody because yep. Sammy doesn't <laughs> want to lose his tag belts on a random Monday. Like, <laughs> I, and I think that's really interesting. So I'm 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 good with it for now. But I think if it continues, you know, probably past SummerSlam, that's when we'll probably start getting towards the expiration date on it for me. Facts. I think that's a fair stock bonus stock falling though. Uh, finally to wrap up, it's the women's title picture again. Mm -hmm. I just, I have not been like super happy with the way that they've been booking these feuds or lack thereof since back to our first podcast on WrestleMania. I can't agree more. Like I, at this point in time, there is not one single women's title match booked for money in the bank. Not tag team titles, which, fine, I don't want to see Ronda Rousey anyway. Not the SmackDown women's title. Not the Raw women's title. I will get their names right eventually. I'll make flashcards. But neither of them are booked. And I think we have Asuka and Charlotte the Friday before Money in the Bank. Am, am I right on that? I think you're right. Yep. Like, unless there's some nonsense from Bianca, which would be understandable... What, what are we, what are we going to get? Are we going to have that interrupted and that gets, it is official. We have a triple threat for the belt. Like that's what they should just be booking anyway. Just book that anyway. Right. That's what makes sense. And then we got, we got a matchbook. And we got so many. Oh, go ahead. Uh, there's just nothing for Rhea. Yeah. She beats Natty before the bell. No one's stepping up to her. There's nothing. Yeah. I, I just feel like we got so many talented, um, women on the roster, like legit. I often think there is more talent in the women's division than the men's and we got all this talent and yet we're, I just feel like they're not being utilized the way they should. We could have compelling stories right now. We could have really big championship matches right now, but we don't really have any of that. You know, we, we, we just kind of coasting towards the pay-per-view and things are going to happen like right beforehand. Like it's been happening with these championships and then we're going to go into it and be like, ah, damn, I wish the build was better. And then, of course, they're going to have great matches because they're fantastic yeah. at working. They're going to have great matches. And we're all going to be like, damn, that was a good match. That exceeded my expectations. But it would have been even better had we had the, you know, build up that was solid, you know, some good storylines, something, right? And we're, we're not getting any of it. Like, we're not no. getting any of that. And... <sighs> Right now, they're making Rhea look so strong that the only way to beat her is if she's weakened after a match and someone cashes in their money in the bank. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the only way to beat Rhea Ripley right now. And I, I said this last week, I'll say it again when we preview Money in the Bank next week. I want both people who get those briefcases to not cash in on this pay-per-view. Yeah. I want them to hold it. I want that, I want that to go on. I want there to be some, some jeopardy that comes along with someone having that briefcase. I want these champions to sweat. So I, I really don't know what to do. They keep making Raquel Rodriguez look really strong. The way she ragdolled Trish Stratus, that was, that was new. That was yeah. fun. Uh huh. Like 
I think she is a compelling contender for Rhea, but what are they going to do with it? You know, is Rhea going to mm-hmm. beat her in seven minutes? Cause that's like her average match length right now. Like we need, we need to do something here. Start, start paying more attention to this section Please. of your card that you need to book triple H. Cause like mm-hmm. we need, we need some more big facts. Couldn't agree more. All right. Any other hate or love to dish out this week, Dimitri? Uh, you know what? I actually wanted to give a quick shout out to, uh, EO sky and Bailey quick. I just like mm-hmm. their little dynamic that's going on. And I just saw that little segment on SmackDown where, <laughs> um, Bailey was sitting there talking. Um, and, and Eos guy essentially just volunteered her up for a match. She's like, yeah, she'll do it. And then Bailey's like, what? The, what? <laughs> so yeah, I love that. She was like, I'm just trying to help. I love that for Eos guy. So I just want to give a quick shout out to them. I, I love that little group. And I think, uh, Eos got some good stuff coming up. So I'm excited to see that at least. Along those lines, I really hope that doesn't mean that Bailey loses to Shotzi and is out of Money in the Bank because that makes that yeah. Money in the Bank women's card a little weaker. It's mm-hmm. much more interesting when you have Bailey in that with everybody else going on because yeah, you I kind agree. of got factions all over the place. Um, and then if you take Bailey out of it, it kind of, I don't know, drops it down a bit for me. But that was really interesting. And I, I wish, mm-hmm. yeah, we, we should have talked about that a little bit more. So much wrestling. Yeah, the credit, a lot. We're, we're over an hour. There's uh, so much wrestling. We didn't even touch it all. <laughs> we didn't. We got nowhere near it. Like, there's yep. so many more things that we could talk about, but we're not going to. Nope. <laughs> uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. You can follow us on Twitter and TikTok and the YouTubes at Let Me Pod to you. You can follow Dimitri at Dimitri Talks. You can find me if you want at We Hate Jacob. That's hate with an eight. Please give us a review on your chosen podcast platform. We're at, we are on every major network. Have a great week, everybody. We'll talk to you next one.